welcome and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's message, the Archbishop gives us revelation on the divine understanding, attitude and spiritual knowledge we need to activate divine exemption in our prayers. Do you need to understand how to pray effectively and strategically to get results? Secure your copy of the Archbishop's new book, Prayer Moves God. Order it now online at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of empowerment for you. Be encouraged as you listen. What you are ignorant of is what kills you. And the Bible says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And there are so many things killing us. I was asking the pastors the other day about what kind of a sponge they use. You know, and they were talking to me about what, what it is about that. The net, you know that net that fishermen use? That's what they use to bath. And they scrub their bodies with the net. And I asked them, how many times in a week do you put the net in the washing machine? Or you boil it? Nobody. They use it week after week, month after month. They don't boil it. They don't put it in the washing machine. And I said, you are killing yourself. Because anytime you apply that sponge on your body, you remove dirt and the net absorbs it. Then you come back again the next day, you use the same dirt. You are spreading bacteria. That's what you are doing. Take for instance, do you know they use the same net or this, uh, what do you call it, this foam, foam, to wash plates, spoons, forks, knives, and uh, what do you call it, teacups, and glass that you drink water with. Anytime I'm going to drink water with a glass or something, I smell the glass. And sometimes you smell it and I say, no, I'm not, I'm not drinking out of this glass. They use the foam to wash it. And they use the same foam to wash the counter. And they don't boil the foam in hot water. So they spread bacteria to bacteria, plus bacteria to bacteria, and we are drinking and we are eating bacteria. How come we won't get sick? We get sick. You go to the bathroom, you do number two, you don't wash your hands with soap. You cook and you don't wear gloves. We are transferring bacteria, we are killing ourselves. Not everything is the devil. The devil works through your ignorance. And I said the number one problem in Africa is ignorance. What we don't know is what is killing us. And as a child of God, hear me. Every problem in your life is a result of the lack of light and the lack of keys. If you don't have a key, you will always knock at a door. If you have a key, you don't knock at a door, you open. I want you to start thinking Goshen talks and have a Goshen mentality. In the times we live in, we need divine exemption. 
and to have divine exemption you have to operate according to the rules of the game you can run a race and win and still be disqualified if you didn't run according to the rules of the game there are rules that governs everything in life man has rules god has rules and god said if you want to make it and you want supernatural provision and you want me to be responsible of you and your family then you got to do it according to my rules now if you do it any other way you are disqualified so you can run a race and win and be disqualified if you didn't run according to the rules put your hands together somebody and shout yes Come with me as we begin our journey. Title of my message is Divine Exemption is a product of the audacity of faith. And in the times we live in, no economy of any nation of the world is solid. Every economy is shaky whether in africa latin america north america china asia the middle east all the economies are shaky and it will continue to shake until men stop putting their confidence and their trust and their faith in money and in material things and begin to put their faith in the living god it, and hear me God God has made it to be that way that men may know that the heavens do rule in the affairs of men say yes and the reason why God has made it that way is because, because the Bible said the gold is mine the silver is mine the cattle on a thousand hills are mine the earth is the Lord and the fullest thereof and all them that are therein are his how dare you how dare you use God's creation to disrespect and to dishonor him where were you in the beginning when God stepped out of eternity into time and when he looked at the state of the earth that the earth was covered with darkness and it was void and that there was no order upon the earth and God stepped back and said let there be light and darkness disappeared and light came on the scene where were you when he created the sun the stars and the moon of heaven where were you when he commanded that the rivers and the waters of the earth should gather themselves at one place and place a perpetual decree upon the waters that gathered that the waters of the sea will not cross that boundary into town into cities into nations into community and it has been so from the beginning is anybody hearing me how dare you disrespect god dishonor my god and using his creation to spite him god will show you that he's the creator god has made it to be so that every king of this earth will cast down their crowns and bow their knee to the king of kings every king will recognize that though they think they are kings and they might be kings there is a king of kings 
God has made it to be so that every Lord who thinks he's a Lord, a day is coming when everything around them will crumble and they will recognize that if they are Lord, that there is a Lord of Lords. Is anybody hearing me? Put your hands together, somebody, and shout yes. Ladies and gentlemen, in the light of the way things are going and evolving, not only in Ghana, but in every nation, you have to develop a strong faith and confidence in the principles of the kingdom, in the way God does his thing. You can't depend on your economy. You can't operate by the dictates of men. You can't put your trust in material things or in money because money fails. Everything is failing. But on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Lean in it. Responsibility. When you are committed to his ongoing present day agenda, there are many citizens of America who live in Ghana, and the American government is not responsible for their protection and for their daily needs or vehicle or accommodation. The American citizen. If there's a problem they'll be evacuated and even there they'll evacuate the staff first not every citizen of america or any foreign citizen that lives in ghana here from any country that is taken care of by their nation 
but those in the foreign service of their nation committed to the foreign agenda or policy of their country living in Ghana are under a diplomatic protection and they have diplomatic privileges and other citizens of the same country don't have the same privileges so you can be a child of God and be in the church as long as you are pursuing your own agenda and not his agenda he's under no obligation to take responsibility of your needs please get it right that's why one believer makes it and another don't because God is not under obligation to finance and to support your will what you want what you like Jesus is not building your church he's not building your family he's not building my family he's building his church and anyone committed and who partners with his business any business that partners with his church he's committed to your business anyone that is making it to help his business he's committed to you so please understand this you have to look at it all truth is parallel all truth is parallel just as the foreign embassies are only committed to the embassy staff and not their citizens to provide for them is the same thing with God he's not under any obligation meeting your needs and my needs when we live for ourselves and not for his cause never forget this as long as you live it will eradicate selfishness from among us because this selfishness and greed creates indifference where we get to a place where we don't care about anybody but ourselves it is selfishness that allow men of power and influence of nations to stand by and to see 800,000 men women and children slaughtered in cold blood in 90 days in Rwanda it was selfishness leading to indifference where we don't care about anything and anybody by ourselves that allow over six million Jews to be slaughtered by Hitler we are standing by doing nothing and evil is triumphing because of this sense of indifference which is a product of selfishness turn your bibles with me please come with me come with me to james chapter 1 verse 17 james chapter 1 verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above it's from where above everybody use the word it's from where above the psalmist said the other day, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills of Zion. From whence cometh my help? Ladies and gentlemen, your help ain't coming from the economy. Stop putting your confidence and your faith in men. Stop trusting in your economy. It's not going to get any better. No finance minister of any country has any magical powers to make any economy of any nation better. And the reason, hear me, the reason why we blame leaders all over the world. We blame leaders for our problems, blame leaders for our irresponsibility. We blame everybody, we never take responsibility. And in Africa, we give excuses for failure. 
we, we always have reasons why we are failing and reasons why we shouldn't succeed. It is never so. It's not acceptable. It is not acceptable. Say it's not acceptable. Say failure is not acceptable for you. You. It's not acceptable for you. You cannot fail and you must not fail. Say I hear you. The problem is the way we think is our mentality. The Bible said every good and perfect gift comes from above. It doesn't come from your economy. It doesn't come from your nation. If you don't think the right way and reprogram your mind and your thinking and have a gone-sin mentality that God in the mix of farming and difficulty knows how to take care of his own, you'll be subject to what the people of this world are subjected to. And like I said again, remember, don't forget this, I have a lot of embassy members, people from different embassies worshiping this church. And they've been worshiping in this church from year after year. And I have a lot of ambassador friends. I'm telling you, they are not affected by what we're affected with. Even when there is a curfew in town, they have a diplomatic number. They have special immunity and special exemption. They are not allowed to be stopped. They don't subject them to the searchings and things we are subjected to. I want you to understand that you, as a child of God, have the same privileges and even better privileges. If you believe it, put your hands together. Give God some praise and shout yes. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights. From the Father whom, of lights. Go ahead. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The Bible says when men are cast down, when men fall, when men are down, when businesses are collapsing and folding up, when men and when women can't see their way out, when the going gets tough and everything falls apart, then Shadow say there is a lifting up. Are you hearing me, somebody? The Bible says in Psalm 3 that many be they that say that there is no hope for me. Psalm 3. But thou, O God, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I don't know who is the lifter of your head but I came to tell somebody this morning no matter what is going on around you there is a lifting there is a lifting there is a lifting somebody shout and say there is a lifting there is a lifting the Bible said those that believe in him shall never be put to shame Tell somebody you will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. Say so you cannot be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. I refuse to be ashamed. I will not be ashamed. I will not be embarrassed. I refuse to be embarrassed. Say I refuse to be embarrassed. Say I refuse to accept failure. I refuse to accept defeat. In the name of Jesus, I refuse it. Say I repel it by divine authority. Your problem, tell somebody, your problem is not lack of money. It's lack of ideas. The Bill Gates of this world, 
the Warren Buffers of this world. They came up with an idea. An idea that worked. And when that idea went into motion, it produced money. Whenever you lack money, it's lack of innovative ideas. You are a more time potential billionaire. You are sitting on a gold mine. That idea you have in your head can make you money. But until you put that idea into action, you will always lack and you will always want. From today, I command every innovative idea in your head and in your heart to become a reality. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I break your idea through negative forces and elements. Say divine exemption. This week, we continue our fasting and our prayer. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're fasting and praying. Thursday and Friday, you can fast if you want to, but you don't have to. But the prayer goes on uninterrupted. We need, like never before, to believe God for divine exemption. Because we live in difficult and in trying times in the history of humanity. To look at the killings and the destructions is too much. Come with me, please, to Genesis 47 and the 27 verse. Genesis 47, the 27 verse. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen. And they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. How can you be slaves and be in captivity and grow and multiply? It doesn't matter where you dwell. As long as there is a land where you dwell, there is good in that land. And you can grow and you can increase and you can multiply if you have a Goshen mentality. Say Goshen mentality. This is Goshen City. Until you change the way you think. You see, the way you think determines your decisions. And your decisions determine the outcomes of your life. You have to change the way you think because until you change the way you think, the choices and the decisions you make will always be wrong. And I'm going to prove it to you. Why a lot of Christians struggle and why a lot of Christians are broke compared to other religions because we have a wrong thinking, a wrong mentality. And we don't operate by the rules of our kingdom. We are trying to operate by the rules of another kingdom and it doesn't work for us because their DNA is different from our DNA. See, I hear you. Exodus 10, 22 and 23. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven mm -hmm. and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt uh -huh. three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Who had lights? Children of Israel. Oh, who had lied? The children of Israel. These were covenant children. Say covenant people. Covenant people. Tell somebody, you are a covenant child. You are a covenant child of God. The covenant child of God. 
And where there was darkness, hardship, ignorance, gross darkness, that they couldn't see one another because of the, 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 the level of the darkness. The Bible said, in the midst of darkness, children of covenant had exemption from darkness. And they had light. I declare in the name of Jesus that irrespective of where you live, upon the face of the earth as long as you stay in covenant with god you will operate on that divine exemption and you will have divine immunity and supernatural provision if you believe it put your hands together shout yes hear me this is not a story we are telling you what we have experienced in our own lives i've been preaching for 40 years and i'll tell you ladies and gentlemen i've encountered and experienced things that don't make sense and that is what you call a miracle when your natural senses intellect logic and philosophy cannot define or explain it takes it from the realm of reasoning into the realms of the miraculous god is still in the business of miracles who told you that miracles have ended who told you that miracles don't happen miracles do still happen today when men and women develop the capacity that stands against all odds we call it audacity somebody say audacity my audacity does not allow me to subject my belief in God to the elements of this world, to the details of man, or to the economy of my country. I am not operating according to the rules of engagement of the natural world. I'm operating according to the rules of engagement of a supernatural kingdom, of a supernatural world. Somebody shout supernatural. Unless we stop thinking wrongly it doesn't matter the school you attended and the professor that taught you where you live can restrict and limit you and if you don't change your environment your environment will change you and that's why I'm talking to you because it's very subtle and it's very dangerous for your environment to impact your life and change you and make you think like your environment and you become a product of your environment i refuse to be a product of this environment hear me and i'm telling you because all these foreign embassy and diplomats they are not product of this environment they are in ghana they live in ghana here but when there is flood and people's houses are sinking falling you see what happened in Leone? a lot of the foreign embassy they don't live in that area they live in areas where there is rain and flood. Their buildings don't go down. They stand. They check everything before they put their staff in houses. In Ghana here, you don't see the foreign embassies. You don't see their staff staying or living in certain areas. They live in particular geographical locations. You must refuse to be a product of your environment. You must refuse to be a product of where you were born. Jesus was born in a manger, but he did not have a manger mentality. 
I was born in Ghana, but I don't have a Ghanaian mentality. I refuse to have a Ghanaian mentality because the Ghanaian mentality is to pull down Krabology. I don't pull down. I lift up. I raise up. Come on, put your hands together. Shout yes. I am not a crab. I am not a crab. I have an eagle mentality. I think like an eagle. The eagle is not destroyed by storm. The eagle, the eagle don't just fly. Do you know that the eagle don't even use its feathers and its strength? The eagles will stay on the mountains and in the rock areas. And then he has a way of watching the different winds. And the wind will come and say, mm -mm, this one can't take me. And he let it pass. And let this pass. And let this pass. Then a wind, a strong, rough wind will come. And he say, I need this one. Then he jumps on the wings of the wind. And allow the wind to carry the current of the wind to carry the eagle and the eagle soars I see you soaring in business in politics in life in finances you will not stumble anymore you will soar where the eagle saw you have an eagle mentality if you believe it lift up your hands shout yes say I am not a crab I am an eagle I am not a crab, I am an eagle. I don't pull people down, I don't bring people down. I lift people up. I don't rejoice when I hear the destruction and the falling of my neighbor. I'm an eagle. You are an eagle. Have an eagle mentality. Have an eagle. Eagles are masters. They, they fly masterfully. Have an eagle eye. The eagle can be in the air over 30,000 feet above sea level and can detect a fish in the water from that level. Today I pray that God will give you a laser discernment, a laser eyes, a laser sight that you will locate good where no man sees good that you will see good and go after it if you believe it shout yes Romans 1:17 Romans 1:17 for therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith from faith to failure no from faith to defeat no sir but from faith to faith. From faith. To faith. Say faith begets faith. Faith begets Say unbelief faith. begets unbelief. unbelief. Say fear begets fear. fear begets Say in the name of Jesus. I release my faith into action right now and declare I will move from faith to faith. For faith begets faith. Go ahead. As it is written, uh -huh. the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by his salary. Come on, talk. the just shall live by his economy. The just shall live by the works of his hand. The just shall live by 
his connections. The judge shall live by his political connections. The judge shall live by who he knows in power. But the judge shall live by the judge shall live by say divine audacity. Standing against all odds. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what? Faith. Not by sight. That word sight means we don't operate according to our senses. Not according to what we see or feel or what we hear. I refuse to be affected by what I hear. I, will, I refuse to let what I see or what I feel affect me. I see a lot of things I don't like. I hear a lot of things I don't like. I feel things I don't like. But I refuse to let my feelings and my thinking and my sight determine my decisions in life. I refuse it. I refuse to let my feelings determine my choices. I refuse to be provoked. I refuse for anybody to provoke me and vex me to the point where my emotions are disturbed and then I act based on my emotions. Anybody who can provoke you and make you angry can kill you. It's true. It's true. You don't believe it? Yeah. There are men whose wife provoked them and they were angry, jumped into their car, drove the car out of their house, went straight into the main road, and didn't look to the right or to the left and ran into another car and died on the spot. Somebody provoked them and they acted based on anger. The anger of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Whoever makes you angry has power over you. I refuse to let anybody has power over me. Sometimes some people will come to me and tell me something to make me angry and make me mad. And I just listen. And I say, mm hmm? Mm hmm? So what do you think? Nothing. So Papa, you are not upset. And I say, why should I be upset? I'm not going to be upset. The anger of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I will not give you that pleasure to have power over me. I will make, I will do due diligence and I will process. Say process. I'm not going to just take a decision based on what. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be my best friend. You can be my daughter, my son, my wife, my lover. It don't matter. I will not let what you say push me to make a decision without subjecting it to process. The greatest problem of leaders is our loyalists. The people that are loyal to us the most. Anything they tell us, we jump. We jump like a ram in the bush. I trust you, but you can't determine my decision. And I will not let you have power over me. I will check it out. So the just shall live not by your senses. But by faith. And what is faith? Divine audacity. May you have divine exemption. That what 
comes to town to kill, to steal, and to destroy will not touch any one of you. You know, I was finding out we have churches in Celerion, and I called the bishop and I said, Bishop, have we lost anybody? He said, not one, not yet, not one. Now, I just sent one of our pastors to go and stand with them. I'm not saying this, that none of our people have been affected. I'm not rejoicing over that, but I'm just telling you something. That in the mix of crisis, God will remember the righteous. He will remember the seed of the righteous. For it is written, I have been young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. God will deliver the righteous. God will make a way for the righteous. Is anybody hearing me? Put your hands together. Shout yes. Jesus. Job chapter 5, verse 22. Job chapter 5, verse 22. At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh. At what? Destruction and famine uh -huh. thou shalt laugh. Uh -huh. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. What? Again. At destruction, at destruction and, famine. and famine thou, thou shalt, shalt weep. Nope. Thou shalt cry. No. Thou shalt be sad. No. But thou shalt what? Laugh. I want everybody to laugh. Say ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Hey, 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 Some of you don't even know how to laugh. Hello? He said, at destruction and famine, thou shalt what? Because it won't touch you. The Bible said, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come now your dwelling. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we repel every evil. We repel every plague. It shall not come near our dwelling. We take divine immunity and indemnification against every evil and destruction. If you believe it, put your hands together. Shout yes. My God. My God, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. It's like liquid fire. It's all over. It's all over me. Are you hearing me, somebody? My God, my God. Say divine exemption. But let me, let me show you how it works. It works for those who are selfless. It works for those who partner with, the, with God's business. It works for those who follow God's orders and instructions. Not for those who hold back. And I'll, I'll show you two scriptures and I'll let down the net. I want you to come with me, look at something here. When you come with me to Genesis, when you come with me to Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, and then verse 12. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Uh -huh. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king uh -huh. of the Philistines, unto Gerah. Okay, verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land. And he what? He sold in that land. He withheld. No, sir. He hoarded. No. He held back. No. Say in the name of Jesus. I break every hold back 
spell and spirit and every survivor mentality say I break it in the name of Jesus now hear me I'm going to say something very very serious and as long as you live don't forget this principle it has worked for me for 40 years it will work for you hear me whenever what you have cannot meet your need and cannot sustain you it is not your harvest it is your seed let me say it again if what you have in your savings in your bank account whatever if whatever you have cannot sustain you can meet your need is not your harvest is your seed and your harvest is in the seed if you eat the seed you will die and that is the problem with Christians whenever there is famine challenging and difficult times that is the time they hold back that is the time they hold back but that is the time to sow than ever before you sow in, in farming you don't hold back in farming you don't withhold in farming you don't hold in farming you don't get into survival mentality mood in farming in farming you sow the only difference between Isaac and the rest of the Philistines and everybody who dwelt there was this that Isaac had harvest because he didn't eat his seed he sown it others were hoping for a breakthrough but the breakthrough never came what brings the harvest is not waiting for change to come because hear me the economies of this world are not going to get any better it's going to get worse and worse and worse i'm just telling you no finance minister will fix will be able to fix any economy of any nation and god has made it to be that way that men may know that the heavens do rule in the affairs of men put your hands together somebody and give God praise. The trick of the enemy is to get believers as soon as difficult time comes and there is famine. The first thing we do is survival mentality. We start withholding. Oh, we would have done something, but there is a bad. This time is not a very good time for this project. Papa should have waited. This is not the time. I'm telling you the truth. When? There's never going to be any good time. It's never going to be any good time. The good time is now. God is now. Faith is now. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says, hear me. The Bible says, the path of the righteous shineth brighter and not dimmer, but brighter and brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's going to get darker and darker and darker out there, but it's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter in here. The Bible says, the Bible says, Arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Is anybody hearing me? People are just hoping, wishing, desiring that things will get better. Hear me? It's not going to get any better. And wish is not enough. Desire is not enough. You have to add action or faith to wish and to desire. You are, you, are, you are wishing and expecting a change. What is it that you have done that 
that will determine your change. What defined Isaac and distinguished Isaac from the others was the harvest that came in the same year. How did he get the harvest? Instead of him to have developed survivor mentality withheld and ate his seed, he planted the seed. And the seed planted, invested, brought the harvest. We eat our seed. Money is not for spending. Money is for investment. So what do you spend? The profit of your money. Every money is seed. You spend the profit you make of the money. You don't spend money. And that's why you need to register to come to this conference with Bishop Jakes and Madam Akilikisha and all the others. Learn the principle. We spend money to buy food. We spend money, ladies, to buy hair from India and China. We spend money to buy jewelries and everything. But we will not spend money for knowledge. We will not spend money for wisdom. We will not spend money for information. But we will spend money to buy shoes. Ladies, shoes. Men's shoes. Watches and perfumes. Fly for holidays to Dubai. Go there empty in mind and in thought. Mentally bankrupt. And yet vacationing in, in Dubai and come back mentally bankrupt having no innovative ideas and we'll spend money for that but we'll not spend money to come to a conference to get information the bible says buy the truth and sell it not something is wrong with us when you go to america you see in the shops you see many 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 uh, what do you call it uh, african americans and and these people what do you call it uh, oh Mexicans, we are shopping, we shop and shop and shop. Most of the Caucasian, you don't see them shopping like we shop. We spend more money on food and dresses, clothing, things, than we spend on information, knowledge and wisdom. When you go on vacation and you go on cruises, you don't see a lot of Africans on cruises. You count so many Caucasians, you see one or two Africans, we don't even know how to celebrate life, enjoy life, live and have pleasure. If I tell you right now, next week, I'm going, to, I'm going for a cruise to chill, you will say, Papa is not spiritual. Something is wrong with him. We have to change our thinking. Hello? I'll show you another scripture. I'll let you, I, I, let me give you one scripture and let you go. First Kings 17, 10 to 12. Look at something. First Kings 17, 10 to 12. When I told you that if you eat your seed, you will die. Some of you, you, you looked at me somewhere and said, what is wrong with him? I'm just telling you what is written in the book. If you go with that principle of, you know, survivor mentality, Holding back and say, well, you know, Papa, this program you are doing, maybe if you, are, if you have done it at the end of the month, maybe if you did it three months ago, it's, all, it's not because there is no money. It's because everybody is pulling back because times are difficult. It's not going to get any better. It's your seed that will give you a harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. What things soever a man sows, that shall he reap. The only difference between you and I is what 
You do with your seed and what I do with my seed. And the only thing that will change farming to harvest season or harvest time is the seed we plant. If you don't have a seed in the ground, it can rain. And after it rains, those who are seed in the ground will have a harvest. And it doesn't matter how much you believe God, how much you love God, how much you trust God, you will still be poor, you will still be broke. Why? Because you didn't put a seed in the ground. Somebody who is an atheist, who don't believe in God, when they plant their seed, the rules of engagement allows their seed to germinate and the rain will fall on their seed and their seed will grow, they will bear fruit, they will have a harvest. You who believe in God and love God, you won't have a harvest and there's nothing God can do about it. And the man who doesn't believe in God will have a harvest. Why? Because the principles of God works for the good and the wicked. It works for the righteous and evil people. That is the way God has done it. But eventually at the end, if you don't receive Christ, you'll be judged. But between now and then, you can live here and go to heaven broke. Or you can go to heaven and mogul. Loaded. Today, I want you to be a generational thinker. Think, you know why everybody ran to the world? Because their fathers were generational thinkers. They did not live for themselves. They were transgenerational thinkers. They built infrastructures for generations yet unborn. We build for ourselves. They build for their children and their children's children. That's why we are running there. Let there come a generation in our time that will be selfless. That will be generational thinkers building for tomorrow and not today. And if we build for tomorrow, it will, it will require sacrifice, making adjustments, changing the way we think, developing the capacity to stand against all odds and refusing to allow the court of public opinion to determine the choices you make in life and who you become and the decisions you make. Finish my scripture and let me bring the curtain down. So he arose and went to Zaretha. Uh -huh. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. Mm -hmm. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. Uh -huh. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, uh -huh. I have not a cake, uh -huh. but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So what happens when you eat your seed? Come on, talk to me. What happens when you eat your seed? And what do you do if what you have cannot sustain you and meet your need? Do you eat it? You plant it. If in this dispensation, God helped me, and I found a widow with 10 Ghana cities, her last meal, to eat and to dine with her son. And I said, Madam Widow, split it. Give, give me, man of God, give me five Ghana cities first. After you've taken care of me, you'll be fine. I'll be on front page tomorrow morning. They will finish me. 
Are you hearing me? But the only way to keep this woman alive for her not to die was for her to take care of the ambassador of the kingdom. He said, I am an ambassador of the kingdom and my nation and state department is under obligation to take care of me. So if you provide for me, I will tell the state department to give you a U.S. visa or a U.S. passport. Ambassadors can recommend. You remember the man that built the synagogue in the book of Luke? He built a synagogue for Israel and they went to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus, this man loves our nation and he has built that a synagogue and is worthy of this request. And Jesus said, if he did that for country, for love of country, I'm willing also to do anything for him. Hear me? I'm telling you. She was a believer of God. And yet, she and her son would have died if they had ate their last meal and didn't take a portion out to sow to the man of God. They were all children of God. I'm telling you how the rules work. And don't try to subject it to reasoning. Don't intellectualize the scriptures. It will not work. Don't make logic out of it. You can't make sense out of spiritual things. Listen, you got to understand something here. That when Jesus spoke, he spoke as a spirit, as the son of God and as the son of man. He demonstrated his humanity and his divinity. His parables were earthly saying with heavenly meanings. So you can't intellectualize the sayings of God to reasoning of man. It doesn't work. And if this woman had been sold out of her poverty and she had a survival mentality, after all, what she had wasn't going to meet her need. He couldn't sustain it after that day. She would have died after that day. And the prophet said, there is a principle. There's a rule of engagement. If out of your need, you sow. God is under obligation to keep you alive. Until you have a scar. It's a principle. It works. You can never go wrong if you do it God's way. You never go wrong if you do it by faith. But if you subject scripture to the reasonings of men. I'm sorry, God can't help you. And that's why good people die prematurely. A lot of good people die. A lot of people, they love God. And that's why a lot of people don't want to become Christians. Because it, me, if I wasn't born again at the time I got born again, it would have been very difficult for me to get born again. I'm just telling you. Because when I see some of the, the preachers and everything, I see their lifestyle and everything, I'm not attracted at all. Are you hearing me? Because if serving God means I will be broke, can't take care of my family, can't eat what I want to eat, can't wear what I want to wear, all in the name of serving God is wrong. I'm telling you, it's a wrong belief. It's a wrong belief system. Poverty is no sign of spirituality. And there are people who want me to wear aphromosis, sleep on Soriko, Ejumakaya Bali. Then they say, oh, he's a very spiritual man. Where does the archbishop sleep? He sleeps at the altar in the church. He baths outside. Oh, he's such a humble man. Poverty is not humility. Poverty is stupidness and foolishness. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. 
For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.